Hello, fellow perverts. It is I, Bastien, Toronto's playful and gayful dominatrix. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't looked at my website recently, go take a look, particularly bastien.ca slash links. That's where you'll find every place that I exist on the internet. So I'm looking at it right now. It's OnlyFans, Clips for Sale, um, this podcast, which is on Substack. I just started another uh, podcast called The Wedgie Board on Patreon. Um, My ball crushers that I I make and assemble and send off myself. So those are on Etsy. Uh, My YouTube with all my little dorky um, videos about popular kinks. Pornhub where all my free previews are. Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. My BDSM blog, You, if you haven't looked at that, go look at that. That's bastian.ca slash journal. Lots of stuff on there from erotic to insightful, vulnerable, you know, inside baseball stuff about femdom, very fun. Twitter and Tumblr. Tumblr's at the bottom. I've neglected Tumblr. I haven't gotten the swing of it, so I kind of deleted everything off of it, but... um. I'll figure it out eventually. Anyway, so go check out all of that stuff. Um, if you are American, hello. I see you guys. I see you guys in my little stats there. You know, listening to this, going to my website, buying my ball crushers, buying my clips, talking to me on OnlyFans, traveling to come visit me, which is so... <laughs> it's it's so it's such a it's so flattering that it's like it's a lot of pressure (laughs) like having somebody travel from another country to see you is amazing such a compliment so awesome you know but it's it's, it scares me sometimes I'm like I almost want to tell people don't tell me if you're just coming to see me because you know, then I get all in my head. I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta perform. I gotta do amazing. And I'm like, oh, but anyways, it's, it's super flattering. And hello, hello, Americans. And I just had a, over the, over the summer, I've had some Europeans come and visit. And it is funny having people ask about, (laughs) about the States, because the States are so like, I always say the, the States are like, the world's reality show (laughs) you know they're like the popular kid that's having drama all the time or something like it's a love-hate thing everybody is like oh Americans what are they doing it's chaos but nobody can stop (laughs) everybody's interested everybody knows all about U.S. politics and all of our trends are kind of informed by the state so it is funny talking to Europeans and they're just like, what's it like living right next to them? You know, and it is, it's it's a weird, it's a very odd relationship. Like we are, Canada is like this, the America's little brother. We're like Luigi, <laughs> you know, we're just here like, hello, quietly. Just being like, can I have a turn? Like just peaceful, whatever. Anyways, but. Shout out to the Americans. Thank you guys for coming to visit. Very fun. Um, yeah, fun fact too, this is completely unrelated to kink or anything at all, but before 9-11, we didn't, Canadians and Americans didn't have, pass, we didn't need passports or ID or anything to cross the border, 
which is insanely unique for two like sovereign countries it's pretty much unheard of like it sucks that it stopped after 9-11 but also what were we doing <laughs> what were we doing before like that's so crazy we're two <laughs> we're two separate countries and we're, like, we're the same people would like work in the states and come home to canada and be like eh, whatever wild so anyways so yes uh i'm recording this this is october 6th so i had a busy busy september august was pretty slow and then um you know comparatively and then september picked up a bunch of americans that was fun i also got um working on the wiggle room redecorating and this <laughs> This is a lesson, you know I'm gonna relate it to cake. Um, this is a lesson in humility. Okay, so before <laughs> before I did this job, I worked in carpentry. And, you know, I did all kinds of different, um, all, all different uh, like sub-trades, right? I did finish, I did framing, I did concrete, I did hardwood floors, windows. I really liked the variety, that's why I chose that job but it is this like catch-22 because you know the sub trade so say like drywalling it's boring but everything deserves respect and time and energy and um an experienced person there there's just there's no replacing experience you know and going into any of the sub trades with arrogance was always a recipe for disaster you know it's like oh drywalling yeah of course I'll just do that myself I don't need to get a drywaller and you know the drywall people are like okay <laughs> good luck <laughs> and rightfully so because each different um you know concentration or trade or sub trade or you know whatever every single thing deserves respect and it doesn't matter if you can imagine doing something like imagining and doing are two different things which is a theme that I talk about all the time on here um, I'm taking people's fantasies and I don't want to say making them a reality because that's not what I'm doing I'm I'm making them some form of reality you know because there is no way to make a fantasy reality not not in my context right but I really, it's a huge theme for me and I find it really fascinating. I love thinking about our imaginations and our dreams and, you know, even when it's something mundane, like, like I said, like drywalling the, the, the wall. It is funny how we all do that. We all speed through that. We go, yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> and it's like, yes, but just because you can envision it being done doesn't mean that you can actually do it and if you can that's very valuable if you're a person who can translate um theory into practice amazing right Th those are the people who get paid for things like that it's it's a kind of a, a theme i see in the even the clients that i see um once they i don't push to talk about people's jobs but if they open up and they talk to me about their jobs um <clears throat> I see a lot of people who are very successful in their jobs, and that is a theme, is people who can translate, 
right? People who can translate between theory and practice, imagination and reality, um, these different worlds, right? So anyways, this is from me doing wallpaper <laughs> at the wiggle room. Leave it to me to have a nightmare time putting up wallpaper and then have an epiphany about kink from it, of course, which is the purpose of this podcast. So anyway, so yeah, basically I had a few things that I wanted to do at the wiggle room, one of which was putting up this new wallpaper. It's just stick and peel from Amazon. Um, and it turned out to be nightmarish. Like my partner was like, you should probably just return it. Like once I started with it and I'm like, this is going to be terrible. It, it's it's like latex like it doesn't have any rigidity so it turned out very it turned out to be very annoying to put up but um I've managed uh you know it's it's mostly up I have one more panel to do that's okay but it did make me think I'm like this is what happens when you approach something with you know with with hubris or with arrogance if you're just like yeah I'll do it whatever it's like Everything takes time. Everything, I think of kinks, you know, I think of ball busting in particular. Every time I hear people talk about ball busting, I'm a huge podcast nerd. I listen to all these comedians' podcasts. It comes up all the time. People are like, oh, I could do that. And, it, <laughs> you know, it on its face, ball busting seems very straightforward. There, there are things that, that need you need to know. There's, experience is very, very helpful. Um, the psychology of it, the physicality of it, it's its own little microcosm. It's its own skill. Um, understanding why somebody wants it informs everything you do, right? Like, and it isn't until I tried explaining these things on here or in blog posts or in person to people that I realized oh yeah this is an actual skill <laughs> like this is a this is an experience-based uh skill just like anything else just like drywalling or you know putting up my stupid fucking wallpaper like once I got going on my wallpaper and I had like you know 15 panels in I was flying because I had that experience you know so it's it's just it's a it's a kind of a ubi- ubiquitous um, lesson in life to just approach things with respect, even if they're simple, um, even if it seems mundane, just to always triple triple your time. Like if you think it's gonna take a day, it's probably gonna take a week, you know, that kind of a thing and just give everything lots of space and understand that it's, you know, There's a lot of failure involved in learning anything new, even if it seems on its face to be very straightforward, Um, you know, and that I see over and over and over again in kink, right? I'll use myself as an example, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to do a new kink. I want to do balloon popping. That sounds super fun. I've thrown it out here on here before. It's still on my website. I haven't had anybody, you know, take me up on that offer yet. But I do approach it with respect because I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't, I'm fascinated, 
but I come, I come, you know, I come with my, my surrender flag. I come with my, you know, my hands up. I'm like, I actually don't know anything about it. I come as an amateur. I'd like to learn if there's a person who wants to teach a dom about it. Like I'm fascinated, but I got to be honest and say, that's what I'm bringing to the table is just my interest and my willingness to learn that's that's all I am bringing to it as opposed to trying to bluff my way through and be like oh yeah I know all about this like which I used to do lots of people particularly in my industry and other creative industries do that the bluff you know oh of course I am the best at that I I know all about it you know and it's like I don't know. I think it's better to just come come clean, be honest, and have somebody take you up on your offer with a clean slate. Like, hey, cards on the table. I've never done this before, but there's value in that, right? And I see that with my clients all the time. They're like, I'm sorry, I don't have any experience. And I'm like, there's value in that, though. There's value in just being straightforward, being honest, cards on the table. And there's also value in... I. I get to watch this person experience one of my kinks for the first time. That's awesome. You know, like, that's cool too, right? Um, so anyways, that's a nice tangent. Let me look at my notes. Okay, so starting November, oh my goodness, my schedule is going to open up. I have so much more wiggle room. Not... No, no pun in, no, no pun intended. I wiggle room in the wiggle room. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to expand my regular days to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But I now have more flexibility. So if I, you know, if you're a regular, if you've seen me regularly, or if you're traveling, because that's a big thing that's happening is people are like, I'm traveling to Toronto in January, but I'm only there, you know, Sunday through Thursday or whatever. Before, I would have to just turn that person away and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't see you. Now I got some, I got some flexibility. So um, I'm not, I'm not going to be constantly booking, like, Sundays for me are off because that's the Lord's Day. And you guys know I have to go to church. I'm just joking, obviously. Um, <laughs> but Sunday, no. Unless, unless you're a favorite of mine and then I'll make an exception, but you know, generally Sunday, no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a mm, little flexibility there depending on the person. I do see people who are like, my days off are Monday and Tuesday. Okay, well, you know, I'll, yes, I'll make an exception for you if those are literally your only days off. Okay, cool. But anyways, got a little bit more flexibility too at night because I usually don't, um, host past like six because I'm a morning person but anyways so that is very exciting and related to that I also am going to be using the back room of the wiggle room so if you have been there before you know that it's a one-bedroom apartment the bedroom I use as kind of like a junk drawer <laughs> it's like a storage and I put my dogs back there when I work so for the last year and a half two years I have been using that like I've just that sealed off and I just use the main room it's a small space like it's super cute but it's a small space so it is actually nice to have a little bit of a mix-up like our little um 
what's the word? Um, variety, right? So previous to that, I had both spaces set up. The the bedroom I called the green room, and that's where the couch was, and that was kind of like the chilling area. Like you chat before, you chill. I would do some playing in there too, but it was mostly just for like, you know, chatting beforehand, doing, you know, quote unquote negotiations, which is really just talking about what the session plan is, getting people comfortable, having a little a little drink of water, a little drink of wine, whatever you whatever you want. And then the session would take place in the living room, right? So now, like I said, currently it's just the living room. So everything happens, the chatting happens in the living room. You know, there's no longer a couch there. So that's been weird. A couple times I've literally sat on the floor with people chatting with them. Like we're in a transition period currently. So anyways, but that's super exciting. So within the next, I'm going to say five months, I'm going to have the back room available, which is super pumped, which is super pumped, which is super exciting. And I'm super pumped is what I meant to say. So that is nice. Um, what else? Yes. Okay. So speaking of, um, speaking of learning curves, <laughs> OnlyFans. So finally, finally, I know what I'm doing with OnlyFans. It took me this long. So, um, like I said, everything, every platform, Every project, every person, every kink, every trade, every every single thing you do deserves respect. You know, going into something and going, yeah, I already know how to do this. Like, I've done Sex to Panther before, C4S, whatever. It's the same. Same, same, same. It's like, nope. Everybody has a different terms of service. You know, it's trial and error. The things that work on one platform don't work on others, you know things that didn't work on others suddenly work over here it's it's just you know it's all part of the working for yourself nerd nerd shit right so OnlyFans is interesting because they don't allow <laughs> like a lot of providers especially BDSM people don't like it because they're very kind of BDSM unfriendly um like, I've noticed if I put fart clips or bobble scene clips on my actual profile, so it's set up a lot like Twitter, right? So everything posts to your profile or you can DM your fans. So I don't know how much to get into this. This is very, like, in the weeds, kind of behind behind the scenes stuff. But basically, it, it operates a lot like Twitter. You can unlock posts for a certain amount of money. It's definitely geared more towards vanilla stuff, right? Vanilla content, which means like vanilla sex, like, you know, lesbian stuff, uh, dildoing yourself, like all of that stuff. Uh, BDSM stuff and even fart stuff, even golden gets uh, flagged. So they'll take that video down from my profile. But I can DM it. I can direct message it to people. So I started little clubs, basically mailing lists. Um, so I have a fart club, a ball busting club, and a wedgie one currently. Wedgies don't get flagged, but they're so niche that I figured I'm not going to put them on my profile. You know, or actually, you know what? I do. Now I am putting them on my profile. Anyways, I figured, eh, just throw it up there. But 
whatever. So my OnlyFans uh, subscription is free because my content my content is so varied that I just couldn't charge people. I'm like I can't I can't charge people. You know, five ninety nine. They're here for trampling videos, and eighty percent of my content is fart stuff, <laughs> ball busting. It's just just like. It's nice to have all these really weird kinks, but it's also like, how do I, how do I do this on one platform, right? Um, I even considered making different profiles. Like, this is boring. It's all the behind the scenes stuff, but this is what I'm doing over here. I'm like trying to figure out all this stuff and it is very interesting, but again, it takes time. It takes effort. I had to do polls and ask people like, why are you on my OnlyFans? Like, what content are you looking for? Um... And just like in sessions, too, there is this weird anomaly where you ask people, hey, what are you here for? Nobody said vanilla stuff. There was like three people who were like, I'm here for vanilla stuff. So like me using the fucking machine, um, me fucking my boyfriend, like stuff like that. And I'm like, OK, whatever. People like the, the kinky stuff. Sweet. That's awesome. But I put but I put, um, you know, like the tit worship video up lesbian tit worship that was my biggest seller so it is sort of like in sessions where what people self-report is different from what they actually like put your money where your mouth is right people are like oh I'm not here for that but then that's the biggest selling content right so this is what I'm doing over here is trying to figure out asking these questions looking at the actual data like figuring out how to use this platform properly. So anyways, that's what I'm doing. I have, I currently have the next three months pre-scheduled. So pat on my back. Like if you are a person who does social media or content creation or whatever, you know, you're, you're clapping right now for me. Cause that's a lot. That's a big deal. So I've got several, you know, I got at least one post per day for the next three months, which is amazing. I had to go through my archive of old, um, you know, all my kink stuff and then all my solo, all my solo videos. And so that is all up there. Um, I currently have, so this is my plan. Well, this is, so this is what I have scheduled. Spread it Sundays where I'm either spreading my pussy open or my butt cheeks. And those are generally like three bucks. It's like a picture because I've got you guys know I'm an exhibitionist, so I have like a bazillion pictures of my pussy and my butt. So I was like, all right, cool. Spread it Sunday. Each Sunday, obviously. Titty Flash Tuesdays. Pictures of titties. Got a couple of videos of like jiggling, jiggling titties. That's super fun. I've also got vanilla stuff going up. So compilations of like, the last one I put up was me riding my boyfriend. Super hot. Um, another one I've got coming up is, what is the next one? I know there's a doggy style from underneath. So cuck POV, that compilation I think is next month. Doggy style compilation, like vanilla, vanilla stuff. This is, these are things that I usually shoot for cucks. So when I have cucks like tied up in the other room and then I go fuck my boyfriend in the back room. So those are super hot. Um, now I'm starting Fart Friday and Hump Day Audio Erotica on Wednesdays, right? So everybody on the fart list gets uh, 
messaged a new fart video and on Wednesdays I'm going to do a little audio erotica which that's another example of something where I'm like that is wildly popular and I would have never guessed it (laughs) people like asking for me to just talk about like even just casually talking about their kinks um that's actually how I started the the patreon the wedgie board was from people just wanting me to talk about wedgies and I was like okay well now I have like 20 audio like files about wedgies I might as well stick them on a patreon and then immediately like people started joining it's it's it fluctuates but I think I have like 10 people and I started it last month so I'm like that's amazing I love that so um that is super fun okay so speaking of I am looking for fart fetish filming subs ball busting subs and wedgie subs um so potentially a free session but you do have to go through the usual booking right so i have safety protocol it's all built into my booking process you can find the um, new subbies application form for ten dollars on my online shop so go check that out if you're interested if you are experienced it might be free. We're, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't like throwing that out there because then I get, it literally attracts the shittiest people in the world. So <laughs> just think of it like a job interview. Um, <clears throat> particularly ball busting, you have to be experienced, which means you'd have to give references and you'd have to have like videos if you um, taken, taken quite the, <laughs> quite the beating. Um, but Anyways, so that is super exciting. Go apply for that if you're interested. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Okay, do you guys have any uh, requests or ideas for online courses? So through Squarespace, which hosts my website, I can offer courses. And I'm like, I know from having conversations with people in sessions People have a lot, they have a lot of questions. That's why I do this podcast. Like, um, you know, my life, the knowledge I have is very uh, odd. <laughs> like I was saying, right? You got to have respect for each little niche. Like it's not, um, it's not rocket science, but I do know a lot about each of the specialties that, that I have, right? So I was thinking like a self-ball-busting course, um, maybe like a chastity course where you kind of like follow along from home, like practicing. Um, I don't know. So you guys let me know. Or like role play, how to get into role play. What would be, if you guys have any requests or anything in particular you can think of that you would you would buy off of my website, like a little, I don't know, 20 bucks for like a, a, self, a self-study course. I got all this I got all this information over here. I'd like to share it. So let me know about that. Um, and oh yes, I'm also going to Calgary. I'm, I'm gonna go to Calgary again. I'm gonna um, you know, quote unquote tour. So I'll have a couple dates for any Calgary subs. So if you're in Calgary, keep an eye out for that. I'm not sure. It might be first week of December or maybe in January. I still have to figure that out. Um, also I am adding, um, mugs and canvases to my website 
I had them out before, but they were not discreet. The shipping label said Bastion Cross <laughs> Toronto Dominatrix on it. And thank God it was a sub who, like, I know and was, was totally cool with it. But he said, just, just a heads up, like, it, that's what it says. And I'm like, okay, now we can't. People want discreet, right? So I just went and changed it. I talked to the the printing company. They said, okay, you're good now. Like, it's now it's discreet. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I'm going to – I was in the process of putting these mugs and canvases up, but it, of course, was um, not working. <laughs> so I'll try that again. Those will be up soon, again, on the online shop. So – if you want to be a big nerd, you can uh, get one of those a little coffee mug with uh, with a picture of me on it. You know, you can drink your little coffee out of it and get a boner. Good times. Listen to this. Listen to this podcast. You could even bring it in for a session. I can fill it with golden. <laughs> I can christen it for you. So very cute. Um, yeah. And okay, I guess the last thing I wanted or one of don't even don't even say it's the last thing of course it's not the last thing freaking chatty kathy over here so basically the copy the copy kittens are back (laughs) god um i've talked about it before i have a blog post up i have a you know a podcast about it on here um those people around here just straight up copying my website and i mean it's people i know (laughs) It's people I've, like, worked with and mentored, and they're literally just copying and pasting, like, my about me, (laughs) about Bastien, and then it's, like, describes me that I took a lot of time and effort to to kind of craft these things, and then other people are just taking taking them, and it's it's never going to not blow my mind, you know? I'm not usually a promoter of shame, but where's your shame? That's crazy. Like, I just, as a creative person, I cannot imagine the embarrassment I would feel if so. Oof. Like, I've, I've kind of I've, um, subconsciously copied people before where they kind of incepted an idea, and then a year later I do it, you know, other doms or whatever, or I see a video or something like that. The When I realize that I've copied somebody, the shame... Like, I've, you know, oh, God, I just, (laughs) I can't even talk, I can't even talk about it. I'm like, it's so embarrassing because I just, I pride myself on being respectful of other people. I respect femdom or, well, I respect some. I don't respect the ones that copy other people. But the people who do their own thing and don't step on other people's toes, I very much respect. And, um you know, it, this this kind of behavior is rampant in femdom. It's rampant in all creative industries. It's even rampant in just business, right? People are always going to be up your up your hole copying your copying your ideas. You know, money, money, money. People don't care about respect or any of that stuff. They just they just go ching ching. I want I want money too. Like that seems to work. I I, I want it. Um, it's tough in this business or any other creative business because it's me. <laughs> it's not just an idea. <laughs> it's me. It's my words. It's my life. Um, each thing I put on my website, each blog post I put up, 
even these podcasts, even this one, after I'm done recording, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to have anxiety. I'm going to think, oh, do I sound like an idiot? Did I say something I'm going to regret? Like, it's all vulnerability. It's all, it's me, it's me. And it sucks to have somebody just scoop it up and sell it and have it work. That's the part that, you know, makes it worth talking about because I usually don't like talking about that stuff. But it's worth me talking about it on here again because, you know, as a kink nerds, if you're listening to this, you're a kink nerd. I, I just request that you please just keep an eye out, you know, keep an eye on the people who copy and, and please don't support them. <laughs> like, I know that my industry is a silly Aspen industry. Like, I know it's silly, but it's, God, it's so frustrating. It's frustrating having it happen, and then it's frustrating watching it work, you know, where people are taking stuff from my website. I just, I've had so many taglines um, stolen, right? I just saw one, and I was like, oh, my God, it's a dom here in Toronto. I'm not going to say the tagline because I don't want to give this person any more attention than they, you know, I don't want to give them any more attention. Um, But, yeah, it's just, like, like when I have a tagline, I always Google it to see, obviously, if somebody else is using it, if another Dom is using it. Um, if they are, I kind of weigh the pros and cons because if they're, say it's somebody from San Francisco, it's not ideal to have the same tagline, but if I really like it, it's not, we don't affect each other. We don't affect each other's markets, really. Um, so I might opt in. I usually don't, you know. I think the only time I ever did was I had one tagline that somebody in Ottawa had the same, a similar one with a different word. Um, but then somebody stole that one from here in Toronto, and I was like, okay, I'll just change, I'll change mine again. Um But, and then also the Wiggle Room. So there's a dance place called the Wiggle Room here in Toronto. And I just thought, our our industries don't overlap. Like, it's not ideal to Google it and those two things come up. But at the same time, I'm I'm really obsessed with that name. It really works for my studio. Um, So I just decided to just do it anyways. But, um, yeah. I realized I'm like, I'm putting a lot more time and effort into not copying than other people because people are literally coming and looking at my, you know, my website and my little taglines and stuff like that and just literally taking them. Emoticons and all. <laughs> like I had little hearts around the this one that just got stolen and this other Dom that is gaining, new Dom gaining popularity also has the exact same thing and I'm just like, can you guys just, as fans of doms, can you just keep an eye out for this shit and not support people who do that? Um, it's so disheartening. It sucks. It's so disrespectful and shitty. And anyone who says like, oh, plagiarism is the sincerest form of flattery, I disagree. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's mindless. Um, it indicates a person who doesn't respect femdom as an industry. They don't respect other doms. Um people who choose names that are either exactly the same as other doms or, I mean, encroaching on identical, you know, the same last name as an established dom, 
just crazy shit where you're like, you really can't just Google names to choose. You know, these are our stage names. We we choose them. So like you don't have to choose the same names. You don't have to come to my website and, and copy my about me. Um, just keep your eyes peeled for it. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> I know it's happening. I put a lot of effort into not looking because every time I take a look around, I take a little peek around at some of the, the new people coming up, I go, oh, oh there's all my <laughs> there's all my keywords. <laughs> cool. Which I diligently researched to make sure that nobody in this market was using. Um, I know what they are. I've got my spreadsheets, you know, I've I'm very like, I'm not really in the Dom community anymore, but I've met a lot of these people. I don't want, I don't want any bad vibes. I don't want, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be out here taking other, getting in other people's lanes. I don't need to. There's only a handful of Doms and there's tons of kinks. There's tons of things to do. There's tons of lanes and avenues to take. Like, take them use your brain you know like what the hell this is it's crazy it's wild so if you guys could just as fans of of doms just keep an eye out watch for the copycats please don't support them like it's just it's so shitty like i'm like i think i have to go get fucking like a lawyer <laughs> like it's like really can you not like it's just so so it's so it's such a bummer talk about the opposite of being turned on it's like get off my dick and you know years ago I used to think am I being paranoid and nuts you know because I've talked to doms who are lunatics they're like well you have brown hair and I have brownish hair so you're copying me and I'm like okay no now we're getting crazy you know, it's like, well, you have pegging on your website, and I have pegging on my website. It's like, well, no, we all offer pegging. Like, a lot of people offer pegging. Like, I don't mean like that. I mean actual straight-up plagiarism, you know. So, anyways, and I did a tweet, and if I remember, I'll attach it in the in the description. But I did a tweet, and I was like, hey, <laughs> could you guys not copy me? Thanks. <laughs> Can you, like, Google shit before you claim it and put it up as yours um and uh siren thorn who is a super professional amazing dom who i highly recommend i've you know quote unquote shared subbies with her like i happily recommend her as a dom she's safe she's professional she's all about mental health she knows what the fuck's up she's clean you know all of that stuff she retweeted that tweet and i was just like I knew it. <laughs> and I think Azelle liked the tweet because it's like we all get fucking ripped off by these new people that come up. And it's it's tough because I do there is a part of me that I'm I'm complicit. I do understand. I do get it because, you know, say for me, video games, I love the game. Let's just use the example of Visage, right? It's a horror game. When I see in the in the like Steam store, like, oh, here's like a straight up Visage knockoff. I love Visage so much that I want the knockoff too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, more of that. <laughs> so I do get it, you know? 
and I do get like so another example would be in comedy somebody like there's joke thieves um and there's people who like like uh, steal other people's like style or they're quote-unquote heavily informed by somebody's style and the fucked up thing is like you know comedian a says wow comedian b just ripped all my shit off stole a bunch of my jokes stole my fucking style um and then was wildly successful with it and i'm in a weird place because then i I I do understand that reaction of going, I actually like both people, you know? And of course, from the outside, I don't even really see the similarity. I'm like, I can kind of see how it was informed, but Comedian B has kind of done a different thing with it. As a creative, I also really commiserate with Comedian A, where I go, I totally understand watching someone in front of your eyes rip your shit off and then succeed with it. So it's a weird, it's a weird thing, but it's a constant in my industry. And like I said, I put a lot of effort into just not even looking at comments or social media or anything because, like I said, people who I have straight up helped, met, known, mentored, etc. Like, we'll say being heavily influenced by my perspective, um, you know my blog, my social media, all of this stuff. And I just, I would, I really wish that people would put some effort into being respectful and I get it. I totally get it. I have looked many times at other doms Twitter or their websites or whatever and thought, oh my God, that's genius. That is such a good idea. I I didn't think of that. I totally get it, especially when money is on the line, you know, but it's short term versus long term, you know, I like to sit with those feelings and go, okay, so, you know, what is this feeling? Is this jealousy? Is this envy? Is this, is this genuine? Is this me? You know, I've, I've, I've like, um, really been upset about you know, there's one particular tagline that another super popular dom here took. So there was a time period when we both, our websites were like, said the same tagline. So for me right now, that's Best and Cross Toronto's Playful Dominatrix. So we'll just use that as a pretend example. Like it would be the same as if it was like, you know, Mistress So-and-so, Toronto's Playful Dominatrix. Like we both have websites with the same thing on, (laughs) which is insane, right? Um, and I had actually talked to that dom about it and like I had talked to her about changing mine and about that line and all this stuff. And then if, and she was like, oh yeah, totally. And then a few months later, I have no idea what happened. I don't know if she forgot or what happened, but hers had changed to mine. And I, it was such, it was so woeful. I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, and it's so silly. It's like, I'm almost 40 years old. Who cares? Whatever. But the principle of it just was driving me crazy. I was like, what do I like? How do I do this? And how I kind of got out of it mentally was I thought about it and I went, the, you know what? That, um, the tagline I'm not even actually really obsessed with. It's just the principle of having somebody take it like that. Um, and so I, I just surrendered. I just went, okay, you can have it. 
Um, I've settled on Toronto's Playful Dominatrix. I think it perfectly sums me up. Um, I'm sticking with that, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, these are the little stupid, petty, like, things going on behind the scenes. And I'm, you're probably listening going, I never even noticed anybody's tagline. Like, who cares? And I'm like, oh, buddy, I wish. Believe me, I wish I could not care. I go through long periods of not caring and then there's something about it. It's just, it's like a fairness thing or like a morality thing. It just, it, it eats at me for some reason and whatever, you know. But anyways, just if you're a fan of femdoms, please know that this is happening and please keep an eye out. Like if somebody, if you're looking at somebody's website and you're like, this seems familiar, it's probably because they've you know, either taken it straight up, copied and pasted, or basically use the other person's website as a template for theirs. Um, Anyways, when I'm being more positive and more grateful and I feel more generous of spirit, I do think about it in terms of, like, I started on Craigslist. (laughs) I remember the first time going to a dungeon here in um, Toronto, working with my first real dom lady henry some of you guys probably remember her and us working together and literally having butterflies because i had a little bit of imposter syndrome of like okay bastian like fucking get your game face on like this is what you wanted you're here now we're doing it like i just couldn't believe it i was like this is crazy so when i'm feeling more generous and positive I do think about it from a grateful perspective where I just go you were nobody (laughs) just a handful of years ago you know I was a Craigslist dom just being like hey (laughs) anybody want some of this and you know going through the gauntlet dealing with all the pieces of shit that like you have to kind of go through at first and learning all those lessons and having no one care and looking up to the real doms and all that stuff and there is a part of me that goes, it's very cool to be one of the real doms and not only be one of them, but also have influence. Um, like when I, when I move, they move, which is cool. It is cool. And I try to stay in that perspective of going like, that's crazy. Like that actually is wild because that, that was not the case before. I would be like, Hey, I'm over here shucking and jiving and like, nobody cares. (laughs) You know, I got my like 45 followers on Twitter and I'm just like, Hey guys, I'm working today. Do you guys want (laughs) to do a session? You know? So it is cool in that way. And I'll just leave it at that. I'll (laughs) try to see it from that perspective, but also get off my dick. (laughs) use your imagination, you know, try to not exactly copy other people. There's tons of different perspectives. Um, you know, there's tons of different influences. Like one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from another dom was get, get inspiration from outside of our industry, which is such a good piece of advice. Like for me, I'm very informed by like stand-up comedians and how they market and promote and process, you know, their, their weird, um, creative like lifestyles and the balancing and all of that stuff right so that's my 
advice if you're if you're a dom listening to this please please we see you we also see you right everybody and you know if you're a creative person if you put something out you know when somebody else has taken it you do, you there's no there's no missing it unless you're me and you don't look at anything because we're gonna have a mental breakdown if you do so <laughs> but anyways um I wanted to also say I have been obsessed with this podcast called Ran So Far with Blake. Um, comedians out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, they're doing this like buyer love bidding war basically on their Patreon. And I was one of their highest bidders at $80.08, which, you know, very maturely spells boob. So go check that out and go look at my little uh, thing on tiktok and instagram where i like did a green screen and inserted myself into them giving me a shout out it's very weird it's very funny but mostly look like go watch the podcast because it's so funny to me if you want to know my sense of humor it's the it's so stupid it's like it's like an 11 year old level of silliness but it makes me laugh a lot so go check that out um and also, I guess the last thing on my little notes here is um, <laughs> just a reminder. I've talked about this before, but hey, bears repeating. Um, don't freak out. <laughs> like, okay, how do, how do I say this? So this is a theme that I see in BDSM but also in life, okay? It kind of relates to the self-reporting thing that I was talking about earlier where, you know, people on OnlyFans are like, oh, I'm here for kinky stuff. And then I put vanilla stuff up and everyone buys it. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's hard to be objective. It just is, right? So um, in doing this podcast, I... (laughs) One of the reasons I stopped doing it weekly was because I felt like I kept repeating myself. And um, it just, it's the same thing over and over and over in BDSM or polyamory or I don't know, probably in like therapy circles. There's a bunch of communities that just constantly talk about open communication, negotiation, compromise, all of this stuff. Um, those things are true. They are very true. You need all of those things. Trust. You you just hear these words repeated ad nauseum over and over and over because it's true. You do need those things. We're going to go back to practice versus theory. In theory, when you say those things, you're using a different part of your brain. You're using the logical part of your brain. You're like, yes, of course. Um, you let me know if there's anything wrong, and then we will find a solution. Wow, that sounds amazing. Hell yeah, life is so simple now because we just communicate and figure it out. I'm almost 40, and I'm telling you, and you guys know, you know what sucks? Bad feelings. (laughs) Rejection criticism they don't feel good and they never will it doesn't matter that I'm almost 40 and you're whatever age you are 
it never feels good. It sucks. You know, it doesn't matter how much you go, oh, we're going to communicate about it. It's like, know this going into anything, particularly BDSM, because BDSM is us agreeing to play with fire. Everybody's being insanely vulnerable. People are saying things they've never said out loud before. People are doing things that they've never admitted they wanted to do. Um, it's just, it's, we're, we're, we're building a little campfire and hoping it doesn't catch on fire. Like it's really, really built in <laughs> that the possibility of being hurt and upset is there, you know? And it's just, this is just a little reminder that criticism and rejection are always going to be bad. And we can talk about it in this very fluffy, sterile way all day. Communicate, negotiate, talk about it, talk about what you want. That's all you have to do, you know, figure, figure it out, blah, blah, blah. It's messy. <laughs> it's messy. It's messy. A big part of my job is kind of really mitigating and neutralizing big feelings right taking everybody kind of down to the town down to earth out of imagination out of theory and into practical and just kind of everybody get on board let's all agree that at the end we're going to be cool okay that's so important because we're about to we're about to go go in <laughs> we're going to go into the depths together you know, and there is a lot of, there's a lot of pitfalls, there's a lot of negative feelings to feel, and it just never ceases to amaze me how people do not account for this, you know, I think I'm just so desensitized and accustomed to having negative feelings that it's, it's very useful in life where I'm just like, yeah, okay, cool, here we go, I'll just randomly have a day ruined, <laughs> You know, and I'm sure you guys have a similar where you're just you get somebody says something, you know, they're like, hey, just want to let you know, I don't like X, Y, Z. Or you don't hear from this person, you know, you say, OK, cool, like, let's hang out and then nothing. Or you, you know, nervously introduce a boundary where you're like, we've done this thus far, but I don't think I can keep doing that particular thing. And then you kind of, you know, prayer hands. I hope that's okay. I hope you still like me, even though I can only tick seven out of 10 boxes for you, but it's a boundary, you know, and it never ceases to amaze me how dysfunctional a lot of people really are when it comes to feelings. Like a lot of people who think they're very logical and think they're very like, um, controlled I'm sure I'm myself included you know it's like we're not talking about you know sending boxes off and like oh how many orders of you know these uh whatever um mugs do you want we're not talking about things like that we're talking about our actual identities our feelings our vulnerabilities our choices our wishes our desires the things that we think are good about us that we're offering to other people and having them say, I don't like that. <laughs> like, it's tough. It's never not tough. It never stops sucking. Like, you know, so I just like to just give that little PSA, that little reminder of like, 
you know, it sucks. Boundaries are so hard, you know. And another thing kind of unrelated but sort of related is, um, like, the best way to figure out where someone is, you know, in a relationship, like a friendship or a family member or in an intimate relationship, a BDSM relationship, you know, with your dom or with a sub, is to draw a boundary, you know. When you get the butterflies in your stomach and you go, oh, God. I don't want to, like, I don't want to hurt this feeling, this person's feelings, but also I don't want to keep doing X, Y, Z, you know? Um, when you get those butterflies in your stomach, to me, that's the indicator of like, okay, we're about to have a little test <laughs> because you probably are going to hurt their feelings, but it's so important to do that, right? Because on both sides, we have to be able to have our feelings hurt And then also logically look at it and go, yeah, my feelings are hurt. I thought that person would like that or I I thought they liked me or whatever. But looking at it from their perspective, empathetically entering from their perspective, yeah, they have to let me know if they don't like something. And that that is prioritized over my little feelings about who I am and what I'm offering or why I'm awesome or whatever. Like... And it's always a reflective tool, you know, because at the end of the day, and I always say this about BDSM, it's the relationship you have with yourself. Like everybody else comes and goes, right? Um, But if somebody hurts your feelings, now you get to go into the phase where you go, why? Why did that hurt my feelings? Okay, they they didn't like what I did. I I tried my best. I hosted this session. I, I did everything I thought they wanted they didn't come back or they said they didn't like that they want me to act differently identify the feeling okay what is it I feel hurt I feel mad I feel like they told me to do something and then I did it and then they said they didn't like it you know that's confusing I put myself out there that's embarrassing I like finding the words right like I feel embarrassed and then once you know okay, I'm feeling embarrassed, sit with it, time, right? Sit with it and go, am I actually embarrassed? Is that embarrassing for me to actually try something just because the person didn't like it? I like it. I think I made a good choice. Or you might go, I think they're right. Like I I went too far or I fucked up or I didn't like that or I agree you know, I didn't put enough thought into it, Um, I was improvising too much, or whatever. It's always a self-reflective tool, and ideally you come back to that person once you've processed your feelings, and, you know, you you go, okay, cool. Thank you for letting me know. That's the most important thing is that we both can be trusted to deal with our own feelings, you know? And uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have had this experience. I've had this experience a lot <laughs> um, where the, the people who are like, yes, 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 of course, tell me, tell me, tell me, like, I'm totally open, tell me anything you feel, et cetera, et cetera. And I always find you do get a gut feeling. <laughs> it always starts with a gut feeling where you go, I don't think they're going to like this. <laughs> and sure as shit, it's usually true. You go, well, you know what? I... Uh, I'm going to take you up on that offer, like you said, where I can say if I need something or if I don't like something. 
and um you know let's just use this example this is one i've had to do a million times in my life I, i just can't text that much i don't like being on my phone it's nothing personal it's just i kind of pick it up and do it like every three days or something like i just kind of ignore my my text for long periods of time it's just um better for my life like it's better for my quality of life and uh bye bye you know the person is like okay not cool they don't like that and they don't and they don't accept that <laughs> they don't accept that offer that negotiation and that premise they go no like i don't accept that about you you offered it and i reject I don't like that. I want a person who texts me every day. I want a person who texts right away. And you are not that person, so it doesn't work. They don't say that, but they say it with their actions. And it's just a this is just a part of everything. You got to be like, okay. It's a two-way street. Like I this is my boundary. I don't want to text all the time and they go, "Okay, it's also a boundary for me. I do want to text all the time." And the processing the hurt of that like going like, "Really? That's it? Like all I am to you is texting?" And I'm sure on the flip side the other person is like, "Yeah, you want to be friends with me without even being friends with me? You don't even want to put an effort, but I'm supposed to like still talk to you for some reason?" Like you know, so it's going into it with the understanding of like we're definitely not going to see everything from the same perspective and it's all good. You got to try to get to the it's all good, you know, whether it's together or separate. So Anyways, just a little PSA reminder. I see it in real life. I see it in BDSM all the time. Feelings, the part of your brain that's doing feelings and the part of your brain that's thinking about feelings are two separate things. And once it clicks into feelings, you're jacked up. <laughs> it's completely different. Like it's a you can intellectualize it all you want. It's completely different. It just is. I know for me it is. Time processing thinking about things it's so helpful and then coming back to the person with a resolution and being able to come back to negotiation and go okay honestly this is what i can do this is what i want like that kind of thing you know but yeah it's crazy so reminder there you go go on my only fans um yeah free to join tons of stuff on there what else wedgie board if you're into wedgies um yeah the wedgie board on patreon go to my website bastian.ca slash links slash linky poos oh yes i'm posting every four days on clips for sale now and the um previews are being posted the day after so that's happening for the next three months october november december keep up on that um yeah previews on Pornhub and I think I'm posting yeah I'm posting them the day before on OnlyFans so whatever method you prefer OnlyFans is the only place you can chat with me too so if you're especially if you're international it's very useful for that because you can just jump on there people jump on there and they're like hello I love your work just wanted to say hi and I'm like hello hello New Zealand hello wherever san francisco it's wild so cool it's almost like the internet is cool or something what the hell what the hell's going on um yeah 
so that's it thank you guys so much for listening here on substack you guys are amazing i'm going to try to do monthly uh monthly updates for you guys and please feel free to respond to the emails um i think yeah yeah you'll get this email to you and then you can respond to it and i get them so if you want to answer the questions i asked earlier or if you just want to do like requests for me to talk about stuff or even if you're on my only fans or whatever and you've noticed things you have a kind of insights anything like that please feel free to to share okay thanks so much for listening stay kinky okay bye